Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, for tonight, it's kind of from New York to New York. Keith Irizarry and Jake Asman are with you. Uh, this is ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Our call-in line, the Dr. Pepper call-in line is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Jake, it's fascinating, huh? You bring up the Dallas Cowboys and everyone wants to talk about them. So let's go to the phone lines. We'll try to sneak in as many as we can right now. Actually, let's go to a Dolphin one. Uh, Brandon, who's in Montana, wants to talk about the Dolphins. Brandon, what's actually, Brandon, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story really quickly. Brandon, are you currently in Montana? I am. So I was out in Missoula, Montana back in 2000, either 2000 or 2001. I was covering the Montana Grizzlies uh, a football game. And I have to tell you that the Missoula uh, fan base and that area that we were some of the nicest human beings I have literally ever been around. I ended up flying in like two days before the game and I felt like I was part of the community by the time I got to the game. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, I'm a little ways away from the Missoula area, but, uh, I am a Grizz fan and go Grizz. They're playing for a national title. So pretty convenient there. I feel like <laughs> they always are. Plug, so. <laughs> they're always in the hunt. I don't know that they always are. That North Dakota team is always really tough. Yeah, North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Yeah, they they kind of get in the way of the Grizz. I I covered the Grizz. <sighs> one of their one of the runs to the national championship game. I think it was the year that they beat App State in the mid like two thousand six, two thousand seven, something like that. Yeah, oh nine ish maybe. Yeah, maybe it was oh <laughs> nine. It might have been oh nine. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, you know, I I know you did not call and Jake (laughs) knows you did not call to talk about the the Grizz. Uh, Miami Dolphins were were on your mind. Why? Yeah, a uh, lifelong Dolphins fan. I uh, don't necessarily know that I was drinking the uh, Tula Hawaiian punch, as I like to say, when he got drafted, but uh, was a Justin Herbert fan. But he has changed my mind completely. And I wanted to call and defend him a little bit. He's shown some swagger on some passes and some plays when he knows it's getting in the end zone, just kind of strutting off the field. So I, uh, I think he, he's got some, some potential and I think he can do it this weekend. And I think we're going to get a, a win against those Cowboys and my brother's a Cowboys fan. So it's going to be a little fun this Christmas weekend, but uh, I think we're going to do it. And I can finally say that I might get to see a deep playoff run in my lifetime. <laughs> sure. Well, Brandon, thanks for the call. I, here would be my question though. What gives you confidence they're going to do it? Because they've yet to be in a good team all year. That That's the thing I want to see from the Dolphins. Maybe right? he doesn't think Dallas is a good team. I, you know what? Maybe he's on to something because we kind of talked about the Dolphins and the Cowboys being very similar. I mean, the narrative with both teams is, well, who have you beat? And, and at least the Cowboys could point to they had that win a few weeks back against the Eagles. But, I mean, something's got to give on Sunday. You have a Dolphins team that hasn't beaten a team with a winning record in over a calendar year. You have a Cowboys team that's been really bad on the road, and they're coming in off a terrible performance last week against another AFC's team, the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, Keith, something's got to give in this game. I, I put more faith in the Cowboys because I think they're the better team better team but 
I mean, after they played last week, I can understand why the Dolphin fans confident. The Dolphins blew out the Jets, and they're good defense. And, you know, here, here are the Dallas Cowboys coming in, kind of licking their wounds a little bit after they got destroyed. As the owner of a, you know, hypothetical, <clears throat> hypothetical 30-1 to ticket for the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, I would love to see the Dolphins go on a run. Let's go back to the phone lines again. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Travis is in Florida. What's cooking, man? How you doing? How you guys doing tonight? All good, all good. What's up? What's what's on your mind? Uh, I heard you say that you know about Dallas. Their game you said your game should travel. That doesn't necessarily, you know, ring true. You know, like like the other caller had said earlier, he played for Memphis. I played played for Kentucky back in '94. Uh, and, yeah, it's kind of hard to go on. Man, it's kind of. It is hard to go on the road and perform week in, week out. Now, granted, they'll, they'll, they, they are, you know, professional athletes. They're getting paid. But to go into a hostile environment and week in, week out, and to try to perform at your best, yeah, they're supposed to do that. But it doesn't necessarily travel week to week. I mean, unless you've been, you know, you've lived that and see what it is. I mean, let's say, like I said, going to Starkville and, and, and play Mississippi State with those damn cowbells, I can't stand. And on top of that, going into the swamp with the loud, the noise, and it, it's not your home facilities. And there's a lot of things that play into it. And, yeah, again, I, I, I keep repeating, yes, they are professionals. But at times, your game doesn't travel. It doesn't always go your way. You know, even though Dallas is a, is, is a good team, but yeah, they've yet to, you know, get over that hump. But it's a lot different when you're on the road, man. It, it, trust me, it, 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 it ain't roses and strawberries. Uh, you believe what I tell you that. Yeah, and and good call, Travis and and Jake. I'll I'll go a little further with this one with you. So. I, I don't want that to be misconstrued. And again, I routinely talk about how athletes are human beings, and I get it. You know, these men that play in the NFL, they might have wives and families and and siblings and and whatever that they are, you know, taking care of or a part of the major part of their lives that when they're on the road, they're not there for. So I get the human aspect of it. My real point about it is. If you're a talented football team, you may lose road games, and maybe there 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 is the ability. I mean, obviously, no. Rarely is there a team that is better on the road than at home. Rarely, it doesn't happen that often. But if you are an excellent team, you should be able to win on the road against good teams, and that's where the disconnect is. Yeah, no doubt, and, and that's why when like you're kind of stacking contending teams, that's why I think that the 49ers are the most complete team in football. I, I think the way they play, their style, it translates on both sides of the ball, whether they're in San Francisco or they got to go on the road, and I think I think that matters. I mean, the Cowboys' home road splits, I mean, they look like a different team on the road. When you look at point differential, you look at the turnovers. I mean, Dak's numbers at home versus the road. I mean, it, it, it's all right there in front of you, so – they got to prove it, and last week was a, a a bad look, but every team's allowed a bad game. Like, that happens. So now it's like, how do you respond when you're facing a good Dolphins team? They're playing for a lot. They're, they're, they're still trying to lock down that AFC East, but you know, if you're ranking teams in the NFC, the reason why I put the Niners in front of everyone is kind of what you were saying, Keith. I think your, your style home or away has to be able to travel if you're the best team, and I think the Niners, they've proven that at least so far through this year they feel like the best team.
Five and one at home, six and two on the road. Most people think they're the best team in the NFL. The other team, and it's the team that they'll play on Monday, the Baltimore Ravens, are five and two at home and six and one on the road. So you're looking at teams that can win on the road and can beat good teams and have large plus, you know, differentials and they're on win streaks. That's why they are who they are. And the Dolphins and the Cowboys at times have struggled. Back to the phone lines we go again. Corey is in New York, wants to talk about the Cowboys and the Dolphins game as well. Corey, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Um, what's doing? Three games this week is really hard to predict. I'm having trouble with. It is the Dolphins and the Cowboy game. Also, it's the Baltimore and the Niners game. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Jaguars, all three games, but the, the Dallas and the Dolphin game, who who needs it more? Who needs it more? I think Dallas. I think yeah. it, it's just because of that star and because of what that organization kind of means globally, I think Dallas needs to prove that they can win a game against a good team on the road. I'm with you with Dallas because, you know, you, you look at what they're playing for here, given the, the Eagles kind of struggling on their own here. Like, if you want to establish yourself as, like, maybe the biggest threat to the Niners here, depending on how you feel about the Detroit Lions and that conversation as well in the NFC. I feel like Dallas all year was like a team we're talking about Dak for the MVP. We're talking about the Cowboys as finally being the year they could get to a Super Bowl. Then they had this ugly loss last week. If you follow that up against another good team, you play poorly and you lose. I think we're going to have major, major doubts on just how good this Cowboys team truly is. Whereas if the Dolphins lose to the Cowboys, it's going to be, well, that's kind of been the Dolphins all year. They they play down. Uh, they play they play de- they play up to the bad teams. They beat them, and then when they play a good team, they lose. So. I think Dallas has more to lose from this game, so it's a bigger game for them from that standpoint. Jake, you and I are going to make picks a little bit later in the show, but what, you know, just give give a little teaser. What's your gut tell you about that game, the Dolphins and the Cowboys? Ooh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, it, the caller's right. This is a really tough game to pick. Yeah. I'm, le- I'm leaning Cowboys, but uh, I, I, I could easily be swayed between now and when we make those picks towards the end of the show. I have a slight lean Cowboys there. The other two games uh, that Corey from New York had mentioned, Ram, uh, Ravens and Niners. Uh, Niners are six-point favorites right now at home. I think that seems like a large number. And the other one was the Jaguars and the Buccaneers. And I think that's a like a sneaky, good, tough matchup. But we also don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Right. That's why that game is hard. If you tell me Lawrence is playing, I feel like Jacksonville is going to get this win. They'll figure it out. But... He's never missed a game in high school, college, or the NFL, and it sounds like, based on what Adam Schefter was reporting earlier, he could be a game-time decision leading up to this one. So that's going to be a fascinating storyline this weekend to watch. We still have a lot to do this hour. We we promise you we will get to some Pittsburgh Steelers talk because uh, the world is blowing up because people are unsure whether Mike Tomlin should still be the coach of the Steelers. It is nuts that it has gotten to this. We will talk about that. And we will talk a little bit about the fly, Eagles fly. But are they flying? Because are they still contenders in the NFC? Question mark. It is Amber and Ian. He is Jake Asman. I am Keith Irizarry. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Back here, Jake and Keith with you, Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. The college football playoff can be heard right here on ESPN Radio. Michigan and Alabama will square off in the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential January 1st, and that will be followed by Washington and Texas in the All-State Sugar Bowl. I'll be on the airwaves that night. I guess technically it'll be that morning on uh, January 2nd. I'm hosting following those two uh, games. Hey, let's get back into the NFL, Jake. And again, Keith, there is Ari Jake Asman with you. Uh, if you guys want to weigh in, say ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The Eagles. And so let, let's peel back the curtain. I am an Eagles fan, but I routinely tell people that my fandom of all of the teams that I like, I'm not throw remote control at television guy. I am not lose sleep if my team loses. I didn't play for them. That's just the way I am. I don't, you know, I, I won't pick on people who do throw remote controls and That's stuff me. like that. Everyone, yep. are, you a, are you a oh, throw yeah. remote control guy? I, I've thrown remotes. I've broken TV screens. I've flipped things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not proud of this, but I just want you to know the person you're working with is the exact opposite of you, apparently. So I think you. that's perfect, right? The, the, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a perfect balance. All right, so actually, can, can we go further with this? So when's the last time... And and I know you're a big Jets guy. So when's the last time that you got so angry that you you literally broke something that then cost you money? Ooh, let me think. The last time I broke something, I, I I'm trying to think if it's happened this year. It, it, I mean, a very easy. It shouldn't I, have happened this year. I mean, because no. the Rogers injury would make you te- cry, probably not throw things. I would well, say. so that happened, but then also when reality set in, so I was at, I was at the, 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 the home opener this year, week one, September 11th, Rodgers runs out with the flag, and then when he goes down, at first it was depression, sadness, tears, all that, and then as I'm watching this game, and I mean, the Jets were down 10 in this game, and at the whole first half, they weren't moving the ball. Zach Wilson, shocking, I know, was playing poorly through a brutal interception to A.J. Mulatto. I just, was that the middle finger game for a fan, too? Oh, uh, yes, that was I the think middle it was, finger. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I was just screaming and yelling at Bills fans. Like, I, I just lost it. I lost my mind being like, congrats on winning the division, and now i got to watch Zach Wilson, and I'm dropping a bunch of curse words that I can't say on national radio. So that was the last time, like, I truly, like, lost it and, like, was completely unhinged as far as – being out in public, but I could remember moments, you know, back in my college days, I once threw a chair through, uh, you know, our, I once threw our kitchen chair through the middle of our dorm room and then broke like our, like 
like vase of like flowers that we had or something displayed and gla- it was not good. It was the and that was at your dorm room. Yeah, it, well, it was our. It was a college apartment, and it was during the infamous Ryan Fitzpatrick six interception game against the <laughs> Chiefs in 2016. I remember it well. It's oh, I'm not proud of this, but I'm just going to be honest because I try to try to keep it real with everyone I work with. Keith, appreciate I like, the honesty. I yeah. am a nut job. Yep. Uh, d- d- good for you. Yeah, I <laughs> I just yeah I never I don't know you know maybe it's. I don't know what it is, but I, I no team has ever gotten me so mad that I've you know done that. Now this Philadelphia Eagles team, if I'm going to throw my Eagles fan hat back on, this is a concerning season for me, and this this would be a season that I would watch a team where, and I know there were a lot of like national pundits that were saying when the Eagles were winning all these close games, all they are is the Minnesota Vikings from last year. Well, no, they're not. They're a team that went to the Super Bowl and lost, and very well could have won the Super Bowl and may have had the best player on the field in Jalen Hurts last year. But this year, Jalen Hurts has looked pedestrian for most of the season, whether it's injuries, illnesses, whatever. The secondary stinks, like absolutely is porous. The defensive line is not doing the things that they used to do. And DeAndre Swift had like three and a half really good games. So it's a very flawed team. But to your point, Jake, there's really only one or two teams that have dominated. The Niners and the Ravens look like the best two teams in football. Elsewhere, every other team is like an injury or two away from from maybe catching up to those guys. 100%. And I'll say this for the Eagles, right? Like most teams in the league would be willing to swap places with a 10-4 and team. But yes. compared to what we saw last year, they haven't been as good. That's just a fact. You look at the stats, you kind of went through some of them. You talked about individual player performances. But how about this for you know something that happened that talks about where the Eagles are relative to where they were last season? They removed their defensive coordinator and replaced him with Matt Patricia. Yeah, like, that's when that. you know you're down bad when you're going to uh, you know old pencil in the air Matt Patricia to try and coach you up. And you know to to be fair to him, the Eagles defense played pretty well Monday night until the last drive when they went you know they allowed Drew Lock and company to go like 90 plus yards down the field there, which is still hard to believe that actually happened. But I mean that's that that's the state of affairs for the Eagles. The good news is they play the Giants this week, who they own. So this is like a get right, get back on track game against Tommy. DeVito and the Giants. Yeah, and I think the I'll say the sauce is off of the cutlet now instead of the bloom off the rose. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think Tommy DeVito is exactly what everyone thought he was. Maybe you know what? And I I, I don't remember who said it. So someone said it earlier today. It was on one of the ESPN shows that like uh, his career is over. I, I don't know if Tommy DeVito's career is over. I don't know if he's an NFL QB or not. I think he's done enough to. He'll probably latch on to some teams, and he'll be a backup QB and maybe a practice squad guy at times, and maybe he'll have moments like this. But I do find it, and I know we're switching here, I found it fascinating and hilarious when people were comparing him to the Linsanity days. I I, I didn't really see it. Linsanity, Jeremy Lin was beating the Lakers at times. Tommy DeVito was narrowly getting by teams. It it, it was a fun story. It still maybe can be a fun story if he plays well uh, one of these last couple games here. But I'm with you. He's probably made himself some money, though. Like, he's going to stick around and be a third string at the minimum on this team next year. I mean, look look at the amount of quarterbacks we've seen this year. I I think 19 of the 32 teams have had to start at least two quarterbacks this year. That's that's more than half the league. So there's going to be a spot for Tommy DeVito, there's no doubt. But, you know, with the Eagles in particular, you look at their final three games, Keith, I think they're going to be okay as far as winning the division because they play the Giants this week, then the Cardinals at home, and then the Giants again. So that should be three wins there, even with their recent struggles. Three wins is enough to win the division because the Dallas Cowboys can win out and they finish tied. The Eagles would win that NFC. So 
Look, I, I still think even though they're flawed and maybe not nearly as good or not nearly anywhere near as good as they were a year ago, it's still about getting into the dance. And if you get in and you got a home playoff game, you catch lightning in the bottle, they're still a contending team to me in the NFC. Yeah, this Eagles team, to me, it really feels like the kind of team that, yeah, you're right, maybe they win the final three games and they get a home game, and I feel like they're just going to get knocked off right away. This this writing on the wall has felt like it's been there all season. A plus 18 point differential. Now, on one hand, Jake, some people will say, well, they know how to win close games. But they probably shouldn't always be in a close game. Like, you can't always be fighting for your life in every game. It's fair. Uh, but it's one of those things where, like, this might be the best year to kind of have the season they're having, right? Like, last year, last year they were dominant. They were blowing teams out. And, yeah, they, they end up going to the Super Bowl. But, you know, the, the NFC Championship game maybe was a lot closer than it, it, it ended up being if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. So there's an unknown. So maybe they would have had to win ugly or win tight in that game, and we would be feeling like, hey, well, you know what? They proved last year they could win a close game. And let's be real. They played well in the Super Bowl. They lost a really tough game to an all-time great quarterback and an all-time great coach. I still think, even though this team is not as good, given the landscape of the rest of the NFC, given the fact that they are likely going to win the division and have at least one, maybe two home playoff games here during this potential run, I would still put the Eagles right up there with any of the contending teams, minus probably the Niners, if you're ranking the you know the top teams in the conference. We have less than a minute before we got to hit break. Really quick, if I told you Eagles make NFC Championship, would you bet that or you wouldn't? I'm still betting it. I'm still betting you it would. because I still have a lot of faith in Jalen Hurts, their weapons. And I think Stick Sirianni's a really good coach, and they'll figure it out when push comes to shove. Winning the division, I think, is huge. So that's why I'm still not giving up on the Eagles completely. Yeah, and I guess besides the Niners, there's nobody else that's dominant, and there's probably nobody else that scares you that much. Uh, remember, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, on the other side of the break, these Steelers, we have to discuss this because it's been a bone of contention on ESPN. Should they move on? From Mike Tomlin, the legendary Mike Tomlin. It is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He is Jake Asman. I am Keith Irizarry. Stick with us. We will talk Steelers when we get back. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Rolling along here on this Friday evening, it is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He is Jake Asman. I am Keith Irizarry. We are ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jake, I am so in on this Pittsburgh Steelers storyline here. And you, being someone who is a diehard uh, Jets fan, I think can appreciate or would love to appreciate having one coach that is dominant and continuously gets your team into the postseason and continuously gets your team to an above 500 record, which unfortunately for you as a Jets fan, you haven't had. And the Pittsburgh Steelers do have and have had. Yet now there are people saying his seat is really hot. Before we get to any sound, and we will in just a second, do you think his seat should be hot? No, I I don't. But I will say this. Eventually, there's a shelf life to every coach. And I would debate whether or not we're actually here with Tomlin because, once again, first off, the team's 7-7. Seven and seven. They very easily could win two of their final three, get into the playoffs at 9-8, and eight, and I think they'd be crazy to get rid, of, get rid of them. But this is a guy in 17 years has never had a losing record. So I don't think one bad year should mean, well, that's it, pack it up, let's move on from Mike Tomlin. But – there is a shelf life for every coach, and, and we've seen, you know, shocking decisions involving a guy losing their gig. So if he is available, though, I'll tell you what, they shouldn't fire him, right? I don't think you fire him. I think you look to trade him and get a huge haul. If Sean Payton and his rights from the Saints netted them a second-round pick and then some from Denver, you would minimum try and do the same thing. Maybe you could get a first-round pick, but it really is shocking that it's 7-7 seven and seven with the Steelers, who once again in 17 years under Tomlin have never had one losing season. Uh, there's legitimate talk coming out of Pittsburgh that Mike Tomlin's on his way out at the end of the season. Yeah, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers like this. They're an average team, and they might even be below average. And it's the same thing that we could talk about with the New England Patriots, who are god-awful, but how the Patriots have struggled without Tom Brady. And you, you always wonder about, like, you know, who was more important? Is it Belichick? Is it Brady? No, they both matter for each other, right? Like, you kind of need greatness to be surrounded by at least a little bit of greatness. And Tomlin had that in Ben Roethlisberger. Now, he may not end up being a first ballot Hall of Famer, Ben Roethlisberger, but he's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame at some point, and he helped lead them uh, to the Super Bowl. So they work together. Since then, like, what has Tomlin had at quarterback? Jake, I think you played at least one game. (laughs) Harry, our producer, played one game. Cam, behind the scenes, started, I think, three games. Actually ran the the option beautifully, from what I remember. I played a game. It didn't go so well for me. But you know what I mean? Like, so for us to sit here and just shred Tomlin, you were right. He's gone, like, 15-plus years of being just a winning coach, but also – Having that with a QB, and right now they, they seemingly have whiffed on Pickett. Mason Rudolph is is nothing. Mitch Trubisky has been uh, – he's made a, a nice living in the NFL, and maybe he's a really nice human being, but on the NFL level, he has not lived up to his expectations. So what is Tomlin supposed to do? I don't know. I'm 100% <laughs> with you. And look, ult- it's tough, Keith. I mean, ultimately – you are as good as your quarterback is. I guess you, you got to coach other positions, and yes, you got to try and get the most out of your talent. But when you miss on quarterback, this is why it's so it's so damning for the rest of your team. It exposes all your flaws. Like if you had an above-average quarterback, you know the Pittsburgh Steelers with that defense, they would be a lot better than seven and seven. In fact, you could yeah. probably argue, you know, Mike Tomlin's done a pretty good job 
you know, getting the most out of this team, given how you know deficient they are on one side of the ball. I mean, I would take Mike Tomlin. I mean, you, you put Mike Tomlin on the Jets right now, would they not have a better record than 5-9 and nine that they have with Robert Sala? Like, that's just one example. I mean, oh, it, it, it's yes. tough. I mean, they're on their third quarterback this year. All right, we're, we're going to have to do that in just a second. Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, was on Get Up this morning, and this was awesome. Listen in. Coach Tomlin needs to be in a new place. Coach Tomlin doesn't need to retire from coaching because he's one of the greatest coaches in football today. He doesn't need to be there anymore. The same way Andy Reid eventually had to move on from Philadelphia. It didn't mean that Andy Reid couldn't coach anymore. It meant that he shouldn't be coaching there. And Coach Tomlin should now move on from Pittsburgh. And everybody should line up to hire him because the freaking man knows how to do it, but he shouldn't do it there anymore. Yeah, and Ryan Clark also, great stuff on Get on Get Up. He was on a few different shows today. Ryan Clark also talked about that it appears that maybe the Steelers players are not buying in to Tomlin. Like, not necessarily that he's lost the locker room, but you see Deontay Johnson's not blocking. George Pickens, he's just not seemingly doing things that he should be doing on the field. And maybe you're right. Maybe the shelf life thing is happening. Maybe he's not reaching those players the way he should. So, Jake, if I let, let's do this then. So let's go straight down the list. I love doing lists. So let's go straight down the list. You tell me yes or no if this team would get rid of their current coach in order to hire Mike Tomlin if Tomlin was available. Ready for this? Miami Dolphins. Oh, can't wait. Let's go. No. Correct. I agree with you. Buffalo Bills. Yes, I, I think Sean McDermott done some good things, but I mean, once you move on from both coordinators, if they don't go on a run to a Super Bowl this year, I mean, the only other thing you could do at this point, you can't replace the quarterback, is you try and you try with a new coach. I think they would they would jump at Mike Tomlin. Jets definitely, Patriots. That'd be fat. I, I'm gonna say yes because maybe it's like a complete like change of scenery for like imagine you did a Belichick Tomlin swap, but I I would say yes because it seems like they're ready to run Belichick out of town. So you replace him with Tomlin. I think I think Patriots fans yeah. would love that. I'll go with you on that one. Ravens no, Browns Stefanski. This is crazy. I might say no just because Stefanski's yeah, done I'm such a good job this year with all their injuries and and using four quarterbacks. I think. I think they might say no. They see a lot of Tomlin in the same division. Browns fans might still say yes, but me looking at it as a non-Browns fan, I would say no because I think Stefanski's done a really good job. Cincinnati? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I think I I'm say, say no. I'm going to say no, yeah, because up until, I mean, Jake Browning took over, yeah, the knock on Taylor was he couldn't win without Burrow, but they're going to get Burrow back. They've already been to a Super Bowl with him. I'm going to say they're good with Zach Taylor. Jacksonville would keep Peterson. Steichen's been great in Indy so far. So keep him. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, I think he would keep his job in Houston. Tennessee would get rid of a Rabel for, for Tomlin. Close, but I think they would too, yep. Yeah. All right, so we got four so far. Chiefs, no. Broncos, no, because they paid too much money. Raiders, they would take Tomlin, correct? Oh, yeah. There's five. Oh, going from uh, Josh McDaniels, yep. Yeah, and Antonio Pierce has been good. And I think Antonio Pierce may end up getting that job. He may end up holding on to it. But, yeah, that's five, and the Chargers clearly would take him because they don't have a head coach right now. So that's six teams just in the AFC that would want Tomlin. I got a good one for you. Let's go to the NFC. If the Dallas Cowboys lose in the playoffs and Tomlin was available, is McCarthy gone? Is Tomlin the head coach? 
Ooh. You know what? I think logic would say yes, but here's why I'll say no. Because Mike Tomlin is like a larger-than-life figure, and we know Jerry Jones wants to still be kind of the central voice for the Cowboys. Like, Mike Tomlin comes in. I don't think he's going to be thrilled with Jerry Jones, the GM and owner of the team, doing a press conference after every game. I don't know if uh, Jerry's ego would allow him to hire Mike Tomlin. So I, I think logically it would make sense. That would be an upgrade over McCarthy, in my opinion. But I don't know if Jerry would actually be on board with that. I think Jerry likes the splash. I think if the Cowboys lost – let's say the first round of the playoffs and Tomlin was available, I would say yes. Eagles are a no. I think the Giants would move on from Dable for for Tomlin. I think they would too, but I will say Dable has 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 shown me a lot finding ways to win with Tommy DeVito. Like it looked okay. like that team was going to spiral, and oh my God, was last year for Gazy with all their you know close wins and going to the playoffs with a you know a nine seven one record with Daniel Jones, but. Uh, I, I think I think Giants fans probably would, but Dable. I mean, he was the coach of the year a year ago. I think they do like Brian Dable. Okay, so you know what? Let, let's we'll make that like a neutral one. Commanders obviously would take him because Ron Rivera is probably going to lose his job anyway. The yep. Lions probably would not take Tomlin over Campbell. Yeah, I think Dan Campbell has probably won that city over, right? Right. I mean, he's starring hard knocks. They finished nine and eight last year. They build on it this year. I think I think Lions fans are loyal to their guy. Vikings. What do you think? Ooh. No, I think Kevin O'Connell's done a really good job finding a way to win with a bunch of different quarterbacks here. Um, I, I, I think I think, I think, think with the weight, oh, yeah, Falcons for sure. You know what it we'll is, We'll get too? to them. I, they're I they're in the NFC South. We'll get to Keith, them. Yeah, I, I think it depends on, like, do you have an offensive-minded coach already? If you have a successful offensive coach, you maybe aren't a, as interested in Tomlin, who's a defensive guy, more of the CEO type with the way the league's going. Like, if you don't have the offensive-minded coach, you'll take Tomlin because he's a program builder. CEO could oversee the whole operation. Green Bay, probably no. Chicago would be a yes. Yes, 100%. Buccaneers. I would. I'm not, yeah, I'm not right? the biggest Todd Bowles guy. I would. Yeah. So that's uh, then we're up to like eight or nine. Saints, probably, yeah. Without question, yep. Yep. Falcons would. Yep. And Carolina would, obviously. Oh, so the whole, oh, yeah. the whole NFC mean, South. <laughs> David Tepper, I mean, he, I mean, he he was the minority owner of the Steelers before he bought into Carolina, so maybe that's his biggest play all along to get Tomlin to to be his coach and let him be. Maybe he actually would be hands off for Mike Tomlin. So we're really at we're at six in the NFC, six in the AFC. We go to the NFC West. Uh, Niners no, Rams would be no, Seattle would be no, Arizona's yes. I think so. Card, I mean, all, with all due respect to Jonathan Gannon, I think you know, yeah. Mike Tomlin. Yeah, 100% would be an upgrade there. So 13 teams, if Tomlin was available, would clearly want him. And we had about two or three that were maybes. That's pretty good. And honestly, we probably were were a little conservative with our guesses I think too, we were right? I mean, yeah, yeah, we we were like, we only like jumped at the obvious ones. Like, there's definitely some borderline ones where I'm sure fans listening would be like, "What are you talking about? How would you not replace Tomlin with that guy?" Yeah, I. So I think what we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks is if, you know, Tomlin's voice is not working in that locker room anymore, that would be the reason to, to move on, whether it's him leaving or the Steelers moving on from him. But it's, it's not that Tomlin cannot coach. Tomlin clearly can still coach the game of football. 100%. I think the example that Ryan Clark gave is a really good one with Andy Reid. Like, sometimes it's just you have a shelf life for certain coaches. They go on to a different place, and they end up winning. We've seen this with quarterbacks, too. Tom Brady had a shelf life with the great – 
Bill Belichick. Eventually, they had a divorce. Yeah. Brady leaves, he won. Peyton Manning, he leaves, and then eventually he won. The Niners traded Joe Montana to the Chiefs. He goes to an NFC title game. Favre left the Packers. Brief stint with the Jets, then went to an NFC title game with the Vikings. So, I mean, you see this in sports all the time. Sometimes a relationship with a coach or a star player, it does run its course. I don't think we're there yet with Tomlin, but the fact that we're having this conversation and a guy like Ryan Clark, who played eight years for Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, is saying this. I think I think there's you know some validity to at least have this conversation right now, which is still crazy, but I think that's where we're, where we're at. And a reminder, tune in for football action on Sunday as the Vikings host the Lions. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. We're going to switch gears. Go over to the NBA. Becky Hammond, very well respected in the world of basketball. She made a comment about Jalen Brunson. Being too short to be a lead guy on a championship team. Is she right? Well, this is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Jake Asman, Keith Arizari with you. We will give you the answer when we return. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NBA on Christmas Day can be heard right here on ESPN Radio. Coverage of the Bucks at the Knicks starts at 11.30 a.m. Eastern and is followed immediately by the Warriors at the Nuggets. What a tune. I wish people could just see Jake dancing like crazy to this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Jake Asman. I am Keith Irizarry with you until 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Jake, Becky Hammond, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching her career. I enjoy her as a coach, and I enjoyed her candor this week as she was a part of uh, the ESPN uh, broadcasts. She was on NBA Live, and this is where she may or may not have gotten herself into a little bit of trouble. Let's listen in on this and react her talking about small players in the NBA. But at the end of the day, they don't have a dude. You gotta have a dude. You gotta have a 1A dude. And they're missing that at the end of the day if, if we're just getting down to brass taxes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't wanna disagree with Becky today, but they do have their dude. Who? Jalen Bronson. No, he's too small. It, if your best player is small, you're not winning. John Stockton, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, you could go down the list. Steph, Steph Curry, Curry. <laughs> is the only he's not that small. He's like 6'3". But, but also, though, I mean, he's the greatest shooter to ever walk the planet. He's, he's in an, he's in an an outlier. Class. Okay. She but, but, but is see, but, right. But, History says she is right. I, 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 
Yes. Uh, that was Ryan Windhorst at, at the end, by the way. And she is right based on history. If Jake, if you talk about the teams that win NBA championships, Steph Curry is an outlier as a lead dog for a team that dominates. If we have to go back any further, trying to find a team that has a great guard as a leader, you could go to Chauncey Billups and the Pistons. Very well-rounded team. Some people would argue that Billups wasn't the best player on that team. I think he was. And then you kind of go all the way back to like Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons back in the day. So it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, Jake, because Jalen Brunson is an absolute stud and he's bordering on superstar. But lead guards have not been the reason why teams win NBA championships sans Steph Curry. I mean, I didn't know Becky Hammond is such a problem with short people. I mean, I'm five foot eight, Keith. I mean, does she have a problem with me? I mean, I can she doesn't like myself you. a short king. I mean, I guess not. No, nope, she doesn't like you. I guess not. I mean, this is just, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I understand her point. I'm not going to jump her for it because, like, she's not wrong when you talk about being, like, the lead, lead dog on a championship team. But I think what's frustrating is we keep moving the goalposts with Jalen Brunson and the Knicks. Like, Jalen Brunson was signed to be, you know, their their solution at point guard. He's already overachieved and been way better than anyone could have imagined he'd be. Like, the fact that this is even a conversation that is he a 1A on a championship team, the lead dog, is a testament to how good of a player he's become since he signed with the Knicks. Like, he's he's now an all-NBA-level player. He's going to make his first All-Star game this year. He should have made it last year. He got snubbed. I mean, he's been unbelievable. And, and like, here's the list of things Jalen Brunson has been called since he joined the Knicks. Overrated, overpaid, not a point guard, short. I mean, the thing is, people keep downing Brunson, and he keeps going out there and playing great. I don't, as a Knicks fan, I don't look at Jalen Brunson as like he's all they need to win a championship, and now they need to find like the number two. They clearly need another legitimate superstar next to him because I think Julius Randle's a nice player. RJ Barrett's a nice player. They still need that like other all NBA level player, but you know, the idea that Jalen Brunson can't be part of like a big two if you put him with another really, really good player next to him and win a championship, like, that's where I'd push back on. But it doesn't sound like Becky Hammond really disagreed with that. Her point was basically, if Jalen Brunson's the best player on your team, you're not going to win a championship, which I agree. But we're just moving the goalposts because no one was having this conversation last year. It was, he's overpaid, he's overrated, what a bad contract, and now it's, oh, he's too short to win a championship. Like, come on, man. Jalen Brunson has already been an unbelievable signing by the Knicks. So then actually maybe it was a compliment. When it, you know what? If I, if I read the way you took it, it's actually a compliment. So last year, this would have been a conversation about how Jalen Brunson is not going to be, you know, a great signing for the Knicks and our, some of his numbers are fine and he's had some big moments, but, eh, you know, whatever. And now this year, it's, yeah, he's a star, but is he a star enough to win a championship as the lead star of a team? And again, history tells you that he doesn't have the abilities to do that as a smaller guard. But it's not, I don't think this is a Jalen Brunson problem. This is a Knicks roster problem. If, if Jalen Brunson had, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think who I could swap Julius Randle out that would be considered an all-star also. All right, let's do this, because this was a rumor for a while. If Carl Anthony Towns was on the Knicks instead of Julius Randle right now, would we feel better about the Knicks' chances to get to an Eastern Conference Final? Maybe the, the general public would. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I mean, Towns is hurt a lot. He doesn't play a whole lot of defense. I mean, you know, the knock on him has been he hasn't been great in, in the playoffs, which is the same knock on Randall. Like, he, here's the problem the Knicks run into, Keith. They are a really good team. They are. 
They have all their draft picks. They have cap flexibility. They're young. They're growing. But there's no obvious star to get them over the hump. And everyone wants to say, go get a star, go get a star. And you know what? Sometimes you don't. the best deal you can make is the one you don't. Like, I, I don't know if there is a deal they can make. Are you waiting Mara for Zion? To, his, his money is not going to be guaranteed. That, yeah. That just, that, yeah, do you want Zion? I mean, he's going to eat his way out of New York. I mean, have you? I mean, you, I mean, you know the food food scene oh, in New York. It's good uh, food in New York. Uh, he's going to be. I mean, the lasagna he's going to be having, the slices of pizza. I don't know if I want to do that to him. I don't know if like the the Nick fan can handle that. It, it, it's a tough spot they're in. But you know what's funny? You know, you hear these comments from from Becky Hammond about Jalen Brunson. Donovan Mitchell also classifies as a guy who's too small. And when he eventually asked out of Cleveland, which the, the rumblings are that could be coming, we, we all know everyone on this radio station and ESPN on TV is going to be running the full-court press saying, oh, the Knicks need to give up whatever it takes to get him when, you know, according to Becky Hammond, Donovan Mitchell would fall under the same category as, as Jalen Brunson is too small. I think that's the same height. Dog. Yeah, same height, same position. And, and guess who's beaten Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs the last two years? That'd be Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brunson – for whatever you want to say about his height, and, and you know, he's, what, 6'2", 6'3", so he's not actually really small. This is not, you know, 5'11", 6'0", Allen Iverson. Jalen Brunson has been maybe the best signing of all time for the Knicks. Yeah. Like, from a free agent standpoint. There argue. have been trades that have worked out well. Uh, well. Maybe one of the best signings in, in New York free agents like that we've seen in a long time. He's been that good. You like free agents? How about the L.A. Dodgers? They like free agents as well. We're going to go back to baseball when we return. It's Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN The App.